We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Welcome to Solo Ship Week Three. I am Squirrel Patrol. I'm joined by JM to win. JM, some some big fit football results in the past week. Second place in the slant. How are you feeling? <laughs> oh, I mean, how am I feeling? Uh, my wife said she said, "How much uh, did we win this week?" And I said, "We are ahead of schedule on making profit on the year. <laughs> like that's where I'm at in my season. Uh, nice little like I don't know what it was, thirteen, fifteen k." weekend but uh let's flip it over to you because you're a newly minted uh millie winner am i correct on that yeah so i i got my my green button on rotor grinders or i should, <laughs> should be getting it soon right they, they put a little thing on our profile if you if you win a million dollar contest or if you win like a solo millie millie maker so yeah never really thought I'd win my Millie Maker on a two-game NFL slate. <laughs> Man, and on top of that, all the um, all the live finals, you know, and then you you knock it out in the two-game NFL slate. It's pretty wild. Yeah, I actually like that's something like you know people, especially like, people that I tell like you know family or friends, like oh my god, you know you can't, you know probably couldn't ever imagine this would happen. Like 
no, I actually kind of thought it would happen at some point. <laughs> um, but it, but some of that is because I'm in these like live finals constantly where you know I've got a two, three, four percent chance of, of winning a million dollars. I think I've been to like probably three DraftKings finals with five seats out of a hundred where the top prize was a million dollars. Uh, so yeah, but I'm I'm glad you know obviously glad it happened. <laughs> um, yeah, man, so cool, yeah. so stoked for you. I mean, keep that's the thing. If you're like we talk about this, but DFS is all about sample sizes, and you just keep putting in plus EV samples, you're going to make money over time. And those those shots on goal, but obviously those like the big shots where you get the that million dollar payout that like that just creates that asymmetric growth in the bankroll. Uh, I mean, at that point, you're well beyond that just being part of the bankroll. But um, but yeah, super cool to uh, when Aaron sent that sent that my way. And um, yeah, man, congrats! Excited to kind of catch some of that some of that mojo and um, roll it into week three. You know, I mentioned I mentioned at the start of the season, I usually start really slow because business stuff with OWS is super busy the first four or five weeks of the season, and my edge really starts coming into play around week six, seven. So uh, yeah, entering week three, you know back-to-back profitable weeks, uh, you know, one week that was kind of whatever that is, 3X, 2X, 2.5X, my weekly buy-in. Um, nice way to start. And yeah, hope, hopefully keep, keep it rolling here in week three. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, it's funny. I actually didn't have a great week too um, on Sunday. <laughs> and so it's so like kind of thinking, uh, you know, end of the day, Sunday, you know, throughout Monday about like, oh, you know, I'm going to have to like kind of recap on, on solo ship about, uh, you know, where I, I went wrong on <laughs> Sunday. Now nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, nobody cares. No, that's, that's well in the past. The, um, yeah, I think that a week, like last week, obviously we want to turn the page this week, but I, this, this stuff's cool to talk about, especially we call it solo ship, like it's a single entry show, but I think what we really both enjoy is getting on together for a little bit and talking DFS and that's probably what's most valuable to listeners because, again, DFS isn't about picks. It's about playing DFS. Uh, a week like week two is probably a, a worse week for you because your so much of your edge is in understanding DFS. And for me, you know, my, my edge is blending my NFL knowledge with my DFS knowledge. And um, Last week was a week where I primarily won because my NFL knowledge was a lot better than most of the field. Um, and so, you know, I think the like the sharpest DFS players, that's not their edge by and large. And so they play what the edge is. And like on a week like last week, there were a lot of spots where I was able to identify like, oh, this is actually higher confidence than people realize. This is higher confidence. You know, like I had 40% Tank Dell or, you know, whatever I had. And, um, and that spilled over to like 15% Nico Collins. I had like 25% Debo Samuel and and 25% Puka and 40% Keenan Allen. So like that last week was like, it wasn't me as a DFS player. It was me with NFL knowledge. Um, and those are rare weeks. And so it was nice to be able to take advantage of it uh, when one of those weeks showed up. Yeah. Uh, so that kind of rolls well into, into week three. Uh, you know, just in terms of, I, I think there's one big factor in, in week three and it's, it's our first course field slate of the year. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the first slate that really has a game, with one point total that kind of exceeds all the others. And then it, it, that becomes almost a binary decision to start off your sleep. Like how much of that game do you want to have? Like, and especially for a single entry. And I, I should emphasize, like if you were looking at like my million dollar winning lineup, like that had two backup running backs in it. Like that is not a good you know, single entry lineup for anything, you know, probably for anything, <laughs> especially for a main slate. You know, that was a, a two game slate. I do not anticipate I'll be playing, um, you know, any backup running backs in this one and, you know, on a, on a main slate. 
And I, well, you know, I try to spread out, I think, more than most people in terms of like my player pool. And I probably still won't get to all of the starting running backs, let alone all of the backups. Uh, but yeah, then it creates this question of like, how much confidence do you have in the one big game that, that jumps out to you, which is the uh, Chargers and Minnesota? Yeah, this is, uh, it's a super unique week because it, it's easy as like a, a sharp DFS player to be like, well, everyone's on this game. So, how do I build away from that game? How do I account for the ways in which that game could fail? But obviously, wherever we can, we also want to try to blend, okay, but how likely is this game to hit and how likely are other games to, to pass it? We have a lot of high team total teams, but there's not a high percentage chance of their opponent keeping up with them. And so, you know, if if Chargers and Vikings end up being 28 to 24, 27 to 24, right? Each team scores three touchdowns. And the Chiefs score 27 to 30 and the Bills score 27 to 30 and the Ravens do the Jags. Like then it doesn't really matter. But where it separates is when it's 27 to 24 with six minutes left and the Vikings are down three and they get the ball and they go down and score. And and then the Chargers get the ball back with three minutes left and they go down and score like and you don't necessarily have a high percentage chance of that happening in these other games so i think it's important first to define that for people who like it's very easy for these other games to keep pace for the scoring for for these other teams to keep pace but there is a very clear scenario uh, I, also i don't see just understanding these teams and their strengths and weaknesses uh, which are somewhat misunderstood even in like the the fantasy content space and the NFL content space. But uh, even with the them, their strengths and weaknesses being a little bit misunderstood, there's a very low percentage chance that this game just disappoints, you know? Um, and, and so I think that's critical to keep in mind as well. I remember a, it was a Chargers Cowboys game two years ago, with like a 55 point total. And everyone's like, I don't see how this game could fail. And end up being like 16 to 20. Um, this isn't a game like that. So yeah, like to me, I won't have any like emphasis on my builds on going out of my way to fade this game. And so I'm going to account for either, you know, rosters where it's like, Hey, one or two pieces from this game do really well or rosters where the game as a whole goes off. And because one of those two things is highly likely to happen, either somebody from the Chargers is putting up a really nice game and somebody from the Vikings is putting up a really nice game. And you just need those couple pieces or you need like four or five pieces from this game. So those are like of the three options of like, fade, skinny builds, you know, some exposure and, and like all in, I'm going to have like that second and third across my builds and, and in definitely like my, my single entry three max play. Yeah. I would actually, I'd be a little bit surprised if like my, my main single entry roster is not a stack of this game yet, to, to be honest. Um, I now I might try to go in, in some different directions. Right. And, and maybe, you know, I, I, I might feel differently by Sunday. We'll see how the injury news starts to, to shake out. I'd be shocked if my main roster, like you know, that I'm putting in kind of the highest dollar contests, uh, has no pieces from this game. Like I'd, that'd be shocking. Because uh, I think, yeah, like it's it, a piece from this game is likely to hit. So you know, maybe if you're feeding, you know, I think Kirk Cousins is going to be the most popular quarterback. That's what most places are projecting. Uh, like even if my main roster doesn't have Cousins it's going to probably have like Madison, right. Or something like that. Maybe yeah. something yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. They, are, they just decide to run the ball, um, you know, but yeah, there's no, or, or maybe I'm playing a, a totally different game stack and it has like a Justin Jefferson, you know, where it's like, well, maybe Jefferson's just getting all of the, the offense from Minnesota and the game disappoints like a little bit. Um, I do that. I think feel like Jefferson's like the 
hardest player to fade in this game uh, his chance but he's expensive too so that's a, a consideration yeah one of the things that i'm trying to keep in mind with jefferson we can't break down this game and pinpoint the way in which he disappoints but also we know like it was incredible last year that he scored it was like 29 plus points in half of his games it was like nine out of 17 games that's incredible now cooper cup did it like in out of 16 games a couple of years ago but that's it's still that nine out of 17 games is a wide out and yet that still leaves half his games that were like low 20s or mid to high teens and so i'm aware that there are going to be games this year where people are like i don't see how justin jefferson can disappoint and then he does right he scores 17 points um and yet i'm also aware that we can't necessarily pinpoint it and so i'm gonna have you know like you said i'll have some rosters that don't have jefferson but that have madison or that have osborne or addison or hawkinson um Almost all of my, almost all of my rosters this week will have um, pieces from this game and and from both sides of the ball. And if this game doesn't hit, you know, there's certain situations where it's the game everybody's on. I'm. It's so much more rare for me to be on the game that everybody's on. I guess I'll say it like that. Typically, if there's a game everybody's on, I see the price paired up with the chances of it disappointing, like in a way that I'm like, yeah, but I'm going to make more money over time, like being way underweight that game. And this is just one of those weeks where it's not like that. So I have to kind of adjust my typical approach. And if I lose because of this game disappointing, uh, like I'll be okay with that. And I'll still have maybe 15% of rosters with, with totally different approaches. But uh, yeah, it'll be like, well, that's okay. Because I was able to identify that this game is that much better than the other games. Before we get too far into the show, um, we should do our hot takes. Uh, yeah. Do you, do you have one ready? So I came up with one. Yeah. And so the... Uh, before I go out on a limb with this one, I'll remind viewers and listeners that last week it was Tank Dell. So uh, if I get this one wrong, forgive me. But I, I currently, like, if Jalen Waddle misses, now he returned to practice today, but he hasn't been cleared from concussion. If Jalen Waddle misses, uh, I might actually have 0% Tyree kill this week. Okay, interesting. Uh, I'm going to go, so again, I'm over two with the hot takes so far, but I've got my <laughs> first like non-defense hot take. Uh, and it's it's a wild one, but again, I you know kind of going for the directionally accurate that uh, I think Desmond Ritter might be the leading rusher for the Falcons. This whoa, yeah. whoa. I like that. I like the, I, can't, I keep looking at that Ritter play and being like, because this is a week where there's a huge gap. To me, there's a huge gap between the top running back and all the other available running backs. There's a, there's a pretty sizable gap between the top wide receiver and all the other available wide receivers. And there's like a few quarterbacks who really stand out and a lot that are like going to have a hard time outperforming them. But if there is one of those, you want to find it because somebody else is going to find it if you don't. So I've been kind of poking around on players like that. And like who could win a tournament this week that we're just not thinking of. Um, that's an interesting one. Yeah, um, I, I do. I think that uh, like it's going to be hard to fade like, you know, that, that Chargers Minnesota game, but that, that those are two passing quarterbacks. And so is it possible that the quarterbacks don't hit or don't end up on the winning roster because there's, you know, one of the rushing quarterbacks, particularly one of the cheaper rushing quarterbacks um, does get like a, just breaks free for like a 60 yard touchdown run. And then suddenly like that is a massive amount of points that like you are going to have had a difficult time you know, feeding. You're going to have a hard time winning a tournament without those points, like from that one play. And then it, you know, it, it it turns out he's that 
guy's not necessarily bringing his teammates or maybe he's just got like one teammate along with him. Maybe it's not a game stack, but then again, maybe it is and actually kind of have some interest in that Detroit Atlanta game as a winning tickets for this week. Speaking of which, more memories are made when you're there for live NFL action. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster has got you covered. As the official marketplace of the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat. Their interactive seat map gives you 360-degree previews of your section to make sure you have the best view of those pivotal plays. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze, and you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep, to rep your team's colors. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash NFL. Back to our regularly scheduled <laughs> program. The... Yeah. Um, yeah, the the one of the things I've been playing around with is, and I said this um, in my show with I think in my show with Pete a little bit ago, like break down the numbers. Justin Herbert could throw for three hundred fifty yards and four touchdowns, and that's thirty three DraftKings points. Like if this slate shaped up differently, I would be way under. I would still have a lot of exposure to the pass catchers in that game and, and the, the guys who can score touchdowns, but I would be way underweight the field on the quarterbacks. Because their their price tags with their ceiling, it, like it's not that attractive. And you can go back two years, and Herbert did get kind of these two to three points a game running the ball. Um, but ever since the rib injury last year, and you know he got healthy deeper into the season, we still didn't see it. We haven't seen it so far this year. So you know that can that can boost him from like that thirty three points to thirty six, or he gets the touchdown, and all of a sudden you know that's thirty thirty eight because it's a rushing touchdown instead of a passing touchdown. But like we just haven't seen that from him. So that's like. To me, that's really outlier production from him. And so, yeah, I'm not scared. I'm not scared in a vacuum of these quarterbacks from this game, putting up scores that bury me. The bigger problem is the way that the rest of the slate shapes up to where I don't see the cheap guys. You know, if if you find a cheap guy who scores 25 or 26 and these guys put up 28 to 30, you know, you're in such better shape because you have a different salary structure. You can get a different high price piece that these guys can't, that these rosters can't get. So I'm definitely hunting for that. I just, I, I haven't seen it um, so far. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. 
They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Yeah, this actually, it it might be a week where my FanDuel and my DraftKings rosters and exposures are very different because I, like the, the quarterback pricing on on FanDuel is so like, like concentrated. Like it's, it just doesn't disperse very much. Whereas on DraftKings, like, yeah, you have $5,000 quarterback. So like on on FanDuel, like the uh, what is the the most expensive quarterback is Mahomes at ninety two hundred, but then like the cheapest, you know, is going to be like Andy Dalton probably, you know, at sixty two hundred, and that's just not as big of a spread as like on DraftKings that the quarterback pricing goes down to like what um, like yeah Dalton's forty nine hundred, yeah Mahomes yeah. is eighty three hundred, um, like that's almost half the cost of of Mahomes, uh, and. At some point, raw points matter, but like, yeah, Desmond Ritter is like what five thousand or something. So if he's the guy that's breaking that long run, like I could see maybe even like that entire Atlanta Detroit game, like the pieces are a little bit cheaper. So if some of those cheaper pieces start hitting up, then it, does that game like not need to score as many points to kind of be the winning game right, stack? Right. Um, if, you know, if a game stack wins at all, yeah, this week. Yeah, would you would you pull the trigger on Desmond Ritter on a single entry um, contest? I think so. Like, I, and I think on DraftKings especially, I would like in DraftKings. I think my answer to that is a confident yes. On FanDuel, he scores a little bit better, but I think he's a little bit more expensive. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I still think yes. You kind of swap certainty to a different position, right? Like, you know, at Herbert and Cousins, they're probably not going to disappoint, but they're probably neither, probably neither of them going over 30 points. Like, just realistically, because 300 yards and three touchdowns is a huge game, and, and that's not getting you over 30 points. So, like, if you swap out and get the guy who does score 22 to 25, and now instead of getting your 30 points at quarterback, you're chasing it, you know, in other positions, it is just like it opens up those – those pathways um, obviously you're and that's the thing like you've got uh, like CJ Stroud is one to think about but that Jags defense is so fast and, and they play a lot of zone so to me it's like you're in your third NFL game those those spots in the zone are going to look open and then that defense is going to close those holes way quicker than you're expecting it's like he could score nine points or he could score 22 23 uh, Desmond Ritter you know they don't throw the ball that much he could score the 11 points or he could score 22 23 so yeah if you but if you get the guy who does it it's really interesting. And, um, and yeah, people kind of start their roster at quarterback for the most part. So that's where they gravitate toward the most certainty. But if you swap it out and you're like, okay, I'll take, you know, 5k wide receivers are always low certainty. So you take set of 5k quarterback and then you have more, more money to get that 8k wide receiver, 8k running back. Um, interesting setup for sure. Yeah. So I guess one thing we should talk about is there's a lot of, well, there's, uh, Weather. There could is potential weather this week, uh, where it's supposed to be raining up and down the East Coast. 
um, that could create a number of games. I think like the uh, the Patriots, Jets, like the even the Baltimore game could be uh, Baltimore and and uh, Indianapolis could be affected. The Bills and Washington could be affected. Uh, but then we also have a number of low, like very low point total games. Um, and like with scoring is down a little bit across the board this year. Like we're starting to see like more and more games. I feel like of, of sub forty points. Um, so like kind of looking at this, like the Patriots, Jets, um, like the Saints, Packers, uh, like Tennessee, Cleveland, in the and like maybe even Dallas, Arizona. Like, is there anything that kind of sticks out to you? Like, I almost feel like writing those games off entirely, or maybe just taking like one piece. Like, I mean, like Tony Pollard in the in the Dallas, Arizona game. I don't know if I have a lot of anything other than Tony Pollard. And I, I may even be under the field on on Tony Pollard, uh, like. But other than the defenses, like it's hard to find anything in those games, like the Patriots, Jets, um, and and uh, Cleveland and Tennessee, like maybe in Joku, uh, where. It, but it's hard to find any players. I have a lot of interest in. Yeah, uh, Patriots, Jets is like on the surface. It's completely xed off my list. I like. I've got Mike Gusecki in my MME player pool right now, just because he's he's playing, you know, 80% of the snaps. He's 2,900. Nobody plays him. Um, but like, as far as the guys who actually cost salary, uh, that that game's X'd off my list. Uh, Cowboys Cardinals is X'd off my list outside of Pollard. The Browns one, I've used this example of last year. I, I kept playing Tom Brady and Mike Evans and being like, eventually they're going to look like Tom Brady and Mike Evans. And I kind of feel that way about Deshaun Watson, but then I'm having to recognize like this dude looks bad. And, and, and sometimes it doesn't just turn around the next week. So, I mean, I, I like hammer passing attacks against the Titans because it's so impossible to run against them. And so more shots on goal is more opportunities for, for plays to happen. And week, I mean, I think our props insider package is like seven and O on over bets for quarterback pass attempts against the Titans. So from that standpoint, I, and you talk about running quarterbacks, right? And Deshaun Watson's designed rush attempts from week one to week two doubled. Like from that standpoint, yeah, I, w- I want to take shots there. I will on large field play, but um, will I see one of my large field rosters and be like, ooh, this one's going in single entry with Deshaun Watson? That would be hard for me to do. Uh, that's the one game out of those ones though that um, I can, like, I want it to happen. Uh, not for Deshaun Watson as a person, but for for, for DFS purposes. Um you know, I also was looking through because Amari Cooper last year had all those 28 to 30 point games, uh, eight games at Deshaun Watson. He's topped 16 points once. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard, but it's going to happen eventually. Yeah, actually, I, I remember coming into this season, I, I did like a, a little bit of best ball for the first time. I kind of ended up with a bunch of Deshaun Watson because I had this thing in the back of my head thinking that like a bunch of his low scoring games last year had kind of extenuating circumstances. Like I know there was like a lot of weather, like a Cincinnati game. Um, and then I think it was like the same thing this in week one, uh, like, you know, it was, it was raining a lot in the, the Cincinnati rounds game for week one. And that, but I had this thing in my head, that like Deshaun Watson is a potential guy that could do well this year. Like the box scores and game log, you know, from last year aren't, aren't going to indicate and I, yeah, I do wonder if this is the week uh, because I mean, he played like, the, I, the Bengals and Steelers Bengals in weather and then the Steelers. Yeah. It's not an easy setup. Yeah. So like the game log like doesn't look great, but a lot of, and, and like, yeah, I mean, if he was playing in a division that had a bunch of domes, like maybe he'd be putting up much bigger numbers, um, you know, but he's, he's playing against like, yeah, 
since or yeah, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Um, so I don't know. I, maybe he is actually a piece that would be interesting. Uh, you know, because he is he's that rushing quarterback. It was it like the pass funnel, the the Titans. Um, and so you know, I was thinking that you know, maybe Njoku is the only first piece from that game that I'd be interested in. But actually, that is kind of an interesting case for Deshaun. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna actually I'm gonna have some Donovan Peoples Jones in in large field play because he's gonna be one percent. Like I see right now, ownership is gravitating a lot toward the the safe guys who don't have a ton of ceiling. And uh, that might change with the weather, but like the Michael Pittman's, right? Where it's like, oh, this guy's going to get 10 targets. He probably won't get 100 yards. He probably won't get two touchdowns. He's playing the Ravens. But um, so then it's like, I want to, rather than taking those guys, I want to take the broad range of outcomes guys. The Gabe Davises, the Donovan Peoples-Jones, because like either they miss and I'm, I'm already behind the field anyway, or or they hit and I like I jump over these safer plays. So yeah, Donovan Peoples-Jones has been in mind. You know, Elijah Moore is getting nine targets kind of bankably. Amari Cooper. Um, so I will have pieces of that passing attack. I don't know if I don't know if they'll make it onto like tighter build, single entry, three max. Um, but you know, when when we talk about Sean Watson, then actually look at Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. That is a tough start. You know, it he's looked bad. Like like not just the box score, but he's he hasn't looked as good as other NFL quarterbacks. But um, this is a great a great matchup for a quarterback to get right, and maybe that's the winning ticket this week. If we want to, <laughs> want to read the promo again, um, but no, yeah, I, I think that that's actually I've been back and forth on it throughout the week. But this discussion, looking at the actual teams he's played, it does make it more interesting again. Uh, I have a broad range of outcomes guy that it's a guy I always intend right. to be over the field on. You know that I and I it, it doesn't happen unless I manually like change his projection. Uh, but Taysom Hill <laughs> is is somebody at like a hard to fill like tight, tight end position where I I wonder um, you know he with the the injury situation in the Saints backfield like, I think we're down like Jamal Williams is is likely to miss uh, yeah he's out. I mean, he's out yeah okay so then it's uh, so it's up to Tony Jones and like Kendry Miller I don't know did Miller get no Miller's missed the first two games right yeah 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 so like. This this could be a week where you had you get a running back at, at the tight end position, but like there's so much uncertainty and we don't know like is Tony Jones, you know, maybe it's just uh, Tony Jones is gonna be the you know first down, second down back, and then Kenry Miller is gonna be third down back or something, some kind of situation like that. There's a huge amount of uncertainty in Saints backfield that actually could be relevant for a game that I think most people are gonna skip over, you know, with it's just a 42 and a half point total. Yeah, the, you know, last week, uh, Tony Jones talked about, you know, he's, I think he's been in the league like four years and it was his first chance to really get a chance to play. He's not typically active on game day. And he talked about like, he didn't know until he was warming up that he and Jamal Williams were going to be the only two active running backs, you know, and he said he was warming up and looked and was like, oh, I guess it's just us, you know, and um, obviously Jamal Williams got hurt, but that also, that kind of tells us that in the back of the Saints mind, they're like, yeah, we also have a third running back in Taysom Hill and, um, you know, Mike Johnson in our, our group text the other day with like me and Zandemir and, and Hilo and Mike, Mike said, how is Taysom Hill not chalk this week? And um, obviously it's easy to say why he's not chalk, but it's like, the, here's a guy who people should be paying more attention to than like 1% owned or 2% owned, whatever he'll be. Um, yeah. You know, like my, my counter punch is he's probably not catching many passes. And so then you're, you know, it's nice to get a, 10 carry running back for 3,300 and fill out the tight end position. It's also early in the year where like 
you know, Dalton Kincaid is down here at 3,400 and, uh, you know, people don't want to play Luke Musgrave after he disappointed them last week, but he's down here. And I think there's other guys down here. It's not as thinned out as it is deeper into the season. Um, so that's like my counterpunch of like why he, why he shouldn't be popular because he has broad range of outcomes, but he could also have one of his 25 point games. And all of a sudden you're, you're soaring past all the other cheap tight ends. Yeah, like Dalton Kincaid and Luke Musgrave probably aren't going to get a lot past some touchdowns, but Taysom Hill could, you know, probably won't happen, but it could happen. I always think, like, man, I'm going to put Taysom Hill in a tight end position. They're going to end up needing being him a quarterback, <laughs> and, you know, uh, but it, it hasn't happened in a, in a couple of years. Uh, but I, I do think he, like his broad range of outcomes, right? Like we've seen him, I think, last year had like a 37. Yeah, 37 points. Yep. So it, Against it, Seattle, yeah. I believe it was. Yeah. Um, and Seattle was like, and that was, that was in this string of games where everyone thought the Seattle defense was awful. And Pete Carroll had been really optimistic about like how much better they've been playing. And then like that game happened. And, and he basically said like, we just weren't prepared for that, like what they threw at us. And there's always that chance that the saints come in with a game plan where they're like, you know what, they're not going to be prepared for this. And, you know, in a game with, with Tony Jones, who's literally just a guy, um, for by NFL standards, uh, and Kendra Miller, a rookie in his first game, it wouldn't be a shock if if Pete Carmichael's like, you know what we're going to do this week? Rely on Taysom Hill. Uh, so, yeah, I think like the chances that are lower with Derek Carr under center because, you know, Carr can do so much. As opposed to like Jameis, where they're like, let's hide Jameis or let's hide Dalton and give the ball to Taysom Hill as much as we can. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it won't, it shouldn't surprise us if he, if he comes out with a huge game he has a higher ceiling than most of these other guys. So um, yeah, most likely he scores like two while a bunch of these other guys score eight, 10, 12, but also he could score 25 while these guys score eight, 10, 12. Right. Uh, speaking of Andy Dalton, uh, we might have an Andy Dalton sighting in, in uh, Seattle, actually like with the Panthers facing the Seahawks. Uh, is that a game you have a lot of interest in? I, that is probably the game I go back and forth on the most because you know we've talked a little bit about like Miles Sanders, um, and I think I feel like his price like keeps going down. Um, and then and, you know and he didn't didn't have a great game on Monday night, uh, but then you've got you're starting to get some really cheap pieces from that game that like could do well. Like I think like Andy Dalton, like Mingo, uh, and then. Like I kind of like as you know, Carolina is one of the their off the board stacks. Then you can fit in like an expensive Seattle piece, and then maybe you're fitting in some of the expensive pieces from the other high point total games. Yeah, I haven't even looked through Dalton's game logs from last year. Like I know that I know that Olave's ceiling dropped dramatically from like Jameis Winston just slinging the ball to Andy Dalton because Dalton's going to be more conservative, but. Like I bet I'm guessing most of his games were like 14 DraftKings points, 17 DraftKings points. Like he he's still capable of that, right? And I think he had like one bigger game. Yeah, um, Arizona. Okay, so it was like a 32 pointer or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah, 32 points uh, against Arizona. Was isn't like, it crazy uh, how numbers like that can? Yeah. You remember the 37 pointer from Taysom Hill? And yeah, <laughs> those numbers just they stick in our heads. Um, yeah, like. I haven't given a ton of thought to that game beyond like Miles Sanders getting 19 and a half touches a game so far. And that's going to keep, keep happening. Um, you know, obviously uh, the, the Seattle side, because we know that we know how Pete Carroll wants to play. It's been going on for over a decade. Like he only opens up the offense if he has to, um, he likes to play chess and he always says like you win a game in the fourth quarter. So like, he doesn't mind 
going into the fourth quarter in a close game with a small advantage and just winning it there. Uh, so, you know, can't expect the Seattle pieces to pay off their price tags unless the Panthers are putting up points. So I said, said to say, like, I'm not on that game on that side of the ball, but you bringing that up. Yeah. Like, you know, I've looked at DJ shark just cause what do you have like one target last week and people are going to kind of ignore him, but he's really good. And if he gets seven targets, all of a sudden he can go for four catches, a hundred yards and a touchdown. Um, probably won't be on Thielen cause you know, he's, you're just, you needing the efficiency to pile up and, and the touchdowns, but who knows, you know, maybe that's what Dalton's going to be looking for. Yeah. It's an, it's an interesting spot. I've looked at Hayden Hurst a little bit as a, as a off the board tight end down there. That's a state of this week, isn't it? Like, yeah, actually I'm wondering if I have some Carolina bias. Cause you were, you mentioned Thielen and Hurst and they were on my roster. <laughs> and, like, oh, maybe I'm, uh, maybe I'm reaching for this. You're uh, like, you know, you know, what's yeah. going to benefit me again. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not a great game environment. The chances of it going off are obviously extremely low, but I think it could it could have some utility just from a standpoint of what is available on this uh, slate. Okay. Any any other games like on your mind? Any, any closing thoughts? No, I, I want to mention we, we haven't mentioned Patrick Mahomes, but if there's one guy who's going to like really separate from Herbert and like in terms of raw points, separate from Herbert and Cousins, we touched on some of the cheaper guys you could separate in terms of like what they do for your roster, but in terms of just totally outscoring them, uh, Mahomes in a blowout win. You know, we saw it with the Jets uh, two, three years ago where he was, you know, Chiefs were favored by like 17 points and he was two or 3% owned and he put up like a 35 or 38 pointer because they love passing the ball. And so uh, against the Bears, highest implied team total on the slate. I actually really like Patrick Mahomes and I'll probably have, no, not probably, I will definitely have more Mahomes than Cousins or Herbert. Um, and then those two will be my next two highest owned quarterbacks. So want to mention that. Uh, definitely like Mahomes a lot this week as well and think that he's a potential way to separate from the field. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think that's that's a good take. That would be a pretty good hot take, actually, because I think I think Cousins and Herbert are going to see much more ownership than Mahomes. But yeah, if Mahomes then is... If Mahomes goes out and puts up a 40-pointer that you need to have to win, like you'd kind of feel silly just having glossed over him for an entire yeah, yeah. You know, show <laughs> without, without mentioning, you know, with that being the quarterback he didn't mention. Uh, and that's definitely within the realm of possibility. Uh, I'll give a, a closing thought just to uh, don't play two backup running backs in your roster <laughs> <laughs> this, this Sunday. No downs um, only. Two, two yeah. game points only. Yeah. So, yeah, that'll do it for our week three of Solo Ship. And uh, we'll see you guys next week.